I had two different quotes to go with here. One being robot umps now, robot umps tomorrow, and robot umps in the future. Or uh, good teams find ways to win, bad teams find ways to lose. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I'm wearing some right now. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB. When you're in the promo code LockedOnMLB, they'll throw in a few free custom Bird Dogs Eddie style tumbler for every order. I use that today as well. Uh, over there is Justin. I am Jeff. In reference to my quotes, again, uh, I'm trying to remember if it was like what Roar Leader said that and what it was about. Uh, you know, the Gabby Arias should have been on first base there. Let's just put that out there. Terrible. Two, uh, three, one call on him. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Two, um, you know, before this, Justin and I are chatting. We're getting stuff together. I completely messed everything up. So big props to Justin for going through and fixing all of our beautiful graphics that you're seeing on the screen. But like this bullpen is 12th in the league in ERA. They're like just around 10th in war. Like it's a goal, good bullpen, but it keeps finding ways to fail. The hitters keep finding ways to, to not get things. A year ago, they always hit everything right. They were a good team. Things came together. Maybe they were a lucky team too, but I think they were just a better fundamentally sound team. And this year it just feels like they are always finding ways to give these games up and make it as heartbreaking as possible to have the lead late and then to have a good comeback and then to fall flat on their face. Uh, Today's show, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about Shane Bieber, who had another weird Shane Bieber start. Good and weird. That's Shane Bieber right now. We're going to talk about who's been hitting, who hasn't been, uh, who's been hot, who's not. We're going to talk about the rest of this series and so much more. Uh, Justin, how do you want to lead us? Well, first of all, I, I guess we should start with, I mean, let's start with the bullpen because that's the crux here, right? The, and you and I have both talked about De Los Santos getting more. We were pushing for him. In this Every, well, everybody was. If you look out there, everybody, everybody wanted to see more <laughs> De Los Santos. And, you know, they he had to show night. him more respect, Justin. They needed to show him more respect. Yeah, he look. He got opportunities. He was given opportunities, and he did not run with them. Uh, I mean, the last he's had a couple of, of decent ones, but the last couple outings, he got himself out of trouble. His last outing, where things got ugly, and tonight he did against Boston. He was didn't, not able to because didn't record an out tonight. No, didn't Two record walks, out. It was, four hits. It, it was. It was bad for our own uh, narrative on the show because we're like De Los Santos and Sandlin need more to need more opportunities. And then they both promptly came in and were my cat behind me with the litter box. Yeah, that was the litter box in this one. It was it was bad for both. I mean, Sandlin two singles. At least he recorded an out. And then hey, not it. It was it was the perfect inning to be anti everything we stated this year because yes, Karen Track does get the sack fly, but at that point in time, you take it. Uh, even though that is the difference in the game is the sack fly. If only he could have gotten two strikeouts, we this game would still be ongoing. But. uh they rallied back to score four. I mean, that's the thing. Like you said, it's one thing to protect late leads. Like you, you can't really say, you know, if you have, you can't, can't say you have a late lead and it's two to one. Like they scored two runs in the first inning going into the, going into the eighth thing. They were up two to one. And I know that's a late lead, but I'm sorry. That's not a late lead. I'm not going to pin this all on the bullpen because you can't. What is when you give up four. Yeah, well, it is. They and they would have won the game, obviously, if the bullpen did its job. But they didn't do their job. But also, 
I'm not taking a two to one lead as something that's going to be concrete either because mm-hmm. it's a one run lead and you score two runs. Like if you, it's different if you have a six five lead versus a two one lead. You have the offense has given you six runs. You've got to do better with that. The the two to one lead though is it's it's, too, it's so close and you haven't scored a lot there. You didn't score a lot over the weekend in Minnesota except for Thursday. You're putting these guys in, into more one-run games, and, and look at this. They lost in a one-run game tonight because they were able to come back, and they lost by just one run. There were a, a couple things. I mean, Shane Bieber's error, uh, it yeah, wasn't called an error. He threw, to say, he threw it in the center field. Fielder's that, choice. Yeah, fielder's choice. I mean, that that didn't help them. Um, so, that you know, that's that's a run right there that probably wouldn't have scored. That last run did yeah. score. That's still 4-4. Uh, you never know how they, those things can go. So, like you said, Bad teams find ways to lose games. That even though that's not an error on Beaver, it's it goes as a run scored because yeah. you know that run would have not scored it. I don't understand. Did they not give him an earned run for that? Because no, he got an earned run because it's a field because it's choice, not an, it's, it's a field choice. But yeah. he shouldn't have made that throw. He shouldn't have done that. So there was a brain. It was a brain fire. Like there's no reason to go to second. You got a guy with good speed. Even if he's off the base, you go to first, you take the sure out. Like I don't, that's yeah. a dumb play. That's and again, that is this team not being great at fundamentals. That is a dumb play yeah and it's a moment where they're fundamentally unsound again there is no yeah. re- no no reason so, to go to second yeah so he that bad play hurt them but it's two to one like i said i'm still gonna hit I'm, i know the offense came back to score two runs but and then four runs has kind of been their magic number for the last several years truthfully because of how good the pitching has been but i'm sorry you can't hold you can't hand your bullpen a two to one lead and say here you go i know it, i know it's tight but take it like you can't always this but, is why this is why the team is in the position i mean that's what a bullpen Therefore, though, is don't is. hold on to that lead. Like, is, you, but- you you, you got to be, especially when you're, you know, you're paying some of these guys money, went out and did extensions. You got to have. Fine, but look how many times they've done it this year. You I know, can't, but you, you can't consistently give them a one run lead and say, damn it, protect this. Like, you can't just but- say, that's how this works. Like you have to be but able that's to. That's how bullpens are supposed to work. Like yes, at the same but- time, like the, you got to, you know, I, I know it's a, it, the bullpen seems to only. Right. Not only, but like, I would love to see the difference when it is a lead versus when they're losing. Like, I don't know how to split that data up, but I guarantee you that it would be, we'd see drastically different numbers for every reason this year. When they have a lead, the bullpen, this whole team is tight. It's, like, it's, it's, and it's never one person. Like it's never no, like, okay, early on, like it's a new person every time. Like, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was early on, early on, but he's been solid. Now it's, it was in Yale in two straight games. He was not good last time. Sandlin wasn't great last time. Uh, class A has had his issues. I mean, everyone's having their issues. Yeah, they've all taken their turns having rough nights. So that's why when you look at the overall numbers, like the bullpen on on, on its whole is not terrible numbers-wise. It's kind of mediocre. And because everybody has taken their turn kind of having a blip on the radar. And like you said, Stefan has had blow-ups. Class A has had blow-ups. Karen Check has had early blow-ups. And he's, you know, he had middle, middle of the season blow-ups or whatever you want to call it. He goes in waves. Sandlin, you know, the last couple outings has, has kind of struggled and Hedges was kind of tough coming back, but he's been good. And now here, Dale Santos is finally struggling for the first time. It's like, yeah, they all take turns and that's what hurts this team. But I'm, I mean, I know, like I said, the offense came back and scored four runs, but the reason this team is where it is, is because they continue to have to try to, that's the reason Emmanuel Classe leads the league in blown saves. Yes. He didn't get the job done. He was having some mechanical issues and those kind of things, but they've been in a lot of one run games because they have not scored runs and you keep handing your bullpen minimal leads to protect. And guess what? That's going to happen. Like not your bullpen's not going to be great every year. Bullpens are very rarely good year to year. The bullpen was great last year. Okay. This year it's, it's, it's got its warts and good bullpens hide 
when you screw up, when you make the play like Shane Bieber made, when you only score two or three runs a night, good bullpens can cover that up to make you look like a better team than you are. And I think a lot of times last year, especially early, the bullpen being as good as it was covered up some of their warts. And obviously the offense came around a little bit later in the season last year when all these guys were coming up and starting to find their footing. And like, you know, Jimenez was solid all year and Brennan came up was good and Quan was good, but early in the year, the bullpen hit a lot of their warts. Maybe they wouldn't have survived the early part of the season with the bullpen being as good as it was. And guess what? The bullpen isn't as good as it was a year ago right now. And that's why they're not surviving. So I still, I, I again, I know. They, the bullpen and, gave up four runs though. It's squarely they, on yes, them in this yes. one. Dale Santos screwed up tonight. I, there's no yeah. doubt about that. I'm just saying as a whole, you continue to give them one run leads. This is going to happen. You give them one. And, and like I said, it's different when it's six to five, but when it's two to one, you, that's going to happen. You're going to get burned. When you ask your team to play this many close games, you're going to get burned. And they played a lot of one run games a year ago. We've talked about on the show, one run game, winning run run games is not a skill. It is luck. And it's, it's gone. It, it's driven by bullpens. And the bullpen was great last year. It's not great this year. So it is. It's it's something we should have seen coming from this team. That you know they were they were very good in one run games a year ago, and it's not a skill that carries over year to year that you can count on because bullpens are volatile, good or not. So this is why teams are always training for relief arms. So maybe it's something we should have seen coming. That and and, and you talked about it yourself, Jeff, with the overuse of Classe and Stefan. And I know they didn't pitch tonight, which is you know kind of odd to be talking about all this, but. When you do overuse your bullpen, these are things that also happen. The interesting thing to go back to like my previous point too, it's like when you look at overall, it's a solid bullpen. But if you're looking at some of the advanced statistics like clutch and in those big moments where they had, they're terrible. They're one of the uh, bottom 10 teams in baseball. So it's a top 10 bullpen when things are going well, but like everything else on this team this year. And I, you know, I know you and I have different opinions on this, but, but the hitters, the pitching, everyone is so flipping tight. We're they're never the doing all things good at once. They never. But play. it's not even doing all things good at once. It's as a team, everyone is so tight. Like there is no looseness to this team, and that's part of what I feel like management has to be figuring out and in getting behind. But like this bullpen is good when they're losing, and mediocre to bad when they're winning because they get tight in that situation. The hitters, it's the same thing. I know we got to take a break and come back, but like when you look dive into the numbers, it's very clear that this is a bullpen that is wilting under pressure, which is the whole team this year, which is why they're six games under 500 and why they are not. Yeah. Real quick here. I'll give you relievers bullpens this year in high leverage situations. So high leverage, you know, you can take that for what you want to take it for. I don't have a, a a thing here that says if they're leading or not, I I have all the, all the data for when the bases are loaded, when they're not all that stuff. But if you just look at it, high leverage, as far as, uh, Fielding independent pitching, the Guardians are 18th in baseball at the 421 uh, FIP. And then in terms of ERA and high leverage situations, they are – that can't be right. They, this says they're seventh and they're a five. Wow. Okay, so there are a lot of bad bullpens in high leverage situations. The, the yeah. Milwaukee Brewers have a 215 ERA in high leverage situations. The Guardians are in seventh. The seventh, they have the seventh best ERA in baseball. But see, in high leverage I see, situation. but that's why it's a 527. It's a 527 ERA. That's why I, I'm kind of because high leverage is only when there's like runners on base, not the, necessarily the situation where it's like the one run. That's, that's why I was looking. That's why I was looking specifically at the win probabilities, which has like Milwaukee's win probability is a 461 when you put in the bullpen with the lead. Cleveland's is uh, 20th in baseball with a negative score. So like Cleveland's bullpen 
in high leverage might be better than best most, but when it comes to, well, it's not good. It's still a 527 ERA. So yeah, but I mean, still in general though, they're, they're bottom 10 when it comes to having a lead and maintaining it. Uh, Like I said, this, everything's tight with this team right now, but we got to take a break, pay some bills. Uh, We're going to come back and talk about Shane Bieber who had a very weird day. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, we want to thank BetterHelp for coming back to the show. Uh, we always appreciate all of our fantastic sponsors. And BetterHelp, I've talked about my own issues with anxiety. Uh, I've had issues with depression. Spin a wheel. Uh, th- those issues pop up for me at various points in time. Uh, you know, I laugh because sometimes that's what you do when you're uncomfortable talking about uh, things like that or needing help. And BetterHelp is there to provide help, to be a voice, someone to talk to. And it's always easier to get through those rough times when you have someone there to talk to uh, and fill out a questionnaire. They'll match you with a therapist. Not all therapists work out at the first time. So, hey, they'll f- switch here for free if it doesn't work, but it's probably going to work the first time. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. And the Guardians are back in action again Wednesday night at 710. Can hear the call on SiriusXM, Jim Rosenhaus, Tom Hamilton. Have the hometown call, and I believe it is Tanner Bybee and uh, Chris Murphy, I think, is the pitcher. He's a prospect for the Red Sox, so search Guardians on your XM app. Okay, Shane Bieber. Not a bad start. I got, was... I got one more one more interesting inf- bit of information before we dive into Shane Bieber. Cleveland's bullpen has the highest barrel percentage uh, in terms of giving up the most barrels of any bullpen in baseball. So there is that they are giving, they're getting, people are seeing the ball and getting hit. So that there's that they're not as high and hard hit, but for whatever reason, their bullpen is. I'd love uh, to know how many of that is, how much of that is Karen check too, since he obviously give, has given a lot of home runs this year. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting. Like they are high in, in exit velocity as well. Hard hit though. They're not. So it's, that's a weird combination to not see those together. And there's, they even have bullpen launch angle in Cleveland. They are getting higher launch angles, but I don't know if that doesn't feel like that's a very team dependent thing, but that's just kind of something to throw out. But yeah, Bieber, sorry, I interrupted everyone's favorite thing for me to do. Yeah. I mean, Bieber, Bieber was fine. He, he got into some trouble with two outs, but he got out of it on like his last start where that was an issue against Baltimore. Didn't get a lot of swings and missed the fastball. Got a lot. I mean, kind of a, your typical Shane Bieber start at this point, truthfully. I mean, he was 91, 90, 92, the fastball, he threw for strikes. And he threw a lot of fastballs to the Red Sox his last time out. And the last time against the Red Sox, he, I believe, pitched in the eighth inning. If it wasn't the eighth, it was the seventh. So he had a really good start against them. And that was one of those starts we were talking like, this is a weird start. Like, they did not have command of his other pitches. He was very fastball heavy. And he had said, like, this is a team that expects me to throw spin. And they they are waiting on me to throw them a slider or a curveball. And he didn't do that. And he was getting a lot of early early outs. And a lot he got very deep in that game. Seven and, innings, two runs, uh, four strikeouts in that one. Yeah, it seemed like a weird game for him because he – he just threw a lot of fastballs, not a lot of strikeouts. Since then, truly, this has been who Shane Bieber has been. It's he's going five or six innings most starts. He's striking out two or three batters a game, maybe four, and he's giving up a run, maybe three at the most. Except for obviously the Baltimore start wasn't very good, but I don't know. At the moment, this is who Shane Bieber is. Like obviously, again, he had a bad start against Baltimore, and except for his weird decision to throw to second on that play, uh, he was fine. Like he gave up five hits, he scattered them, he only walked one batter. The Red Sox lineup is pretty solid. 
it's just it this kind of feels like who Shane Bieber is right now. I mean, he's still not relying on the on the breaking stuff. He did throw the slider 23 times and he got three swings and misses. It's not that devastating right now for him. And the curveball from 2020, as we've said in the show before, is is not there. It's just no, it's gone. I don't know if it's a mechanical thing. If it's again, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a shoulder thing from from 2021 or like I said, I hate to I hate to accuse and say it's, it's it happened at the same time of the grip substance crackdown too, where he had an issue throwing it for strikes and the RPMs have also gone down with it. Um, I just that you know you look at this fastball team. spin is still good, so I really can't say it's a grip thing either with him. Truthfully, yeah. the velo- he was good with the vo- same velocity last year. I think we've we've had this conversation over and over. It's just I, I really don't know how to explain it other than he's just pitching very differently now because he was fine with his velocity last year. He, he struck out not a lot of batters, but he struck out an adequate number where you felt good about it. I mean, he was year. still over eight a year ago. Yeah, now, now it's what, five, he's, six? He's, yeah, I mean, he's going to be down there with – he's Josh Tomlin. I mean, he is a plus Josh Hamlin. He's going to have the lowest strikeout rate in baseball. And it's hard to not look at what he is doing with that year that he probably should have gotten surgery and didn't and look at Jose – who we'll get to in segment three, who's been a disaster of late. We're like these two guys delayed, delayed, delayed. And is that still affecting them now? Like, you know, is this the cost of putting things off? Is this, you know, is one year worth, you know, two to three years down the line, still seeing the after effects. And when these are supposed to be your top two players, it's impossible to ignore it when there's that similar story with both of them right now. And yeah, it's, you know, if he doesn't, so there's the double. The fielder's choice should have been an out. Then he strikes out Devers for a second strike out of the game. And then Cassis flies out. So he's done. He gets through six, doesn't give up any runs if he just makes the correct call. Right. And this and game is still tied, even if Dale Santos still, you know, craps to bed. The because that was the sixth. So yeah, in the seventh, Henches comes in. Well, Henches already came in, in the in the sixth, but like if you don't get into that situation, then Henches comes in for your seventh. And you know, it it it, it just changes the outlook a little bit. The unfortunate thing is, like, again, Bieber is not, you know, like, based on one start, if the postseason are starting tomorrow and for some reason this team was in it, 26 best teams in baseball make the postseason or something, like, it would, you know, it, it would it'd be, I'd be like, no, McKenzie should start because we've seen more stuff in one start with McKenzie, more nasty stuff than we have with Bieber. Bieber can hit his spots. And that's the thing. Like, Tomlin always, he had good control, but not great command. That's the separator. That's the difference. Bieber still has plus command. Tomlin was, you know, that's why Tomlin was a little more home run prone. The command on the pitch wasn't always there. And that that's a separator I see as well as, you know, some better secondary offerings. Bieber right now, just he's a he's a two. He's a three. He's not a number one. And it's quite the decline. And, you know, like I said, well, the fact we, that he pitched as well as he did tonight, truthfully, is is good. I mean, that, that's that, that's yeah. what I'm saying where he's at. The fact that he pitched as well as he did. That's what I'm saying. The, the outing you got from Bieber tonight is who he is right now. That's in that's not a bad thing. Like he's still doing fine. So there's nothing to really sit here and say, like he's not a good pitcher. It's just, like you said, he's not, he's not the ace. He's not the guy who's going to put, he's not an ace. Like we talked about, yeah. he wouldn't be a number game one starter for a lot of playoff teams. And and we, you just said it here. Like it's, you know, yeah. I mean, I think outside of like Baltimore, he's probably not a starter and don't come after me with St. Louis. I think St. Louis has multiple better options right now. People didn't like that last time. But I'll stand by that, that I think there's, well, guess what? St. Louis is a crappy team right now too. Yeah, so, too. So, so it's not, not like it matters. So you don't have to worry about that. St. Louis. But yeah, I, right I just think that, I, I mean, I'm still concerned. Like it was, it was a solid start, and it's that's the thing with it. We're like every single time it's a solid start, but there's still concerns with Bieber. I'm not concerned in the fact that he's not a good pitcher anymore. I think he's still a good pitcher. Yeah, he's. You could be solid. concerned that he's never going to be 
the 2020 or 2020. Well, okay, we we can't we gotta stop extricating things from 2020 altogether. Everything. Yeah, I mean, he's not even gonna be the 2021 version of himself, right? Or now, yeah, the 2019 like. version was an all star. I'm sorry, the 2022 version of himself. Yeah, I mean, you could be concerned. He's not gonna get back to that. The pitcher he is right now, fine. It's not great. It's fine. It's, again, he pitched well against Boston. He deserved to win that game. He made one, you know, boneheaded move there, which I'm sure he wants back. And did it cost him the game? Yeah, kind of. Because I guess, I mean, the game would still be tied, but at that point, the offense hadn't scored a lot of runs, and the bullpen still didn't do its job. So I'm still agreeing with you there. He pitched fine, and that's that's Shane Bieber is fine. Like that's who he is. He's fine. He's good. He's not great. So score four runs and win usually, and that that didn't happen. I'm I'm not faulting him for the loss. That's for sure. No, no. It's like, but it's just again. It's the, I mean, to me, it's squarely on the bullpen, and then just. And this team, it always has one to two bad fundamental plays every game. And we had yep. that Beavers was the one and it was costly. And a year ago, we just didn't see that as much. And a good and bullpen would have covered all that up. But yep. guess what? The bullpen isn't great right now. All yeah, right. And yeah, we've harped on not- the pitching. Let's talk about the hitting here in just a moment. I got to start packing for my honeymoon like tonight after we're done recording this so uh, (laughs) i will be packing my bird dogs bird dogs make you look good they feel good these shorts i'm telling you you can do them i bowled in them a few weeks ago um i wore them to dinner over the weekend um i'm taking my honeymoon you can do a lot of things in in i wanted to field day let me tell you that's a a challenging day for a teacher i went to (laughs) my bird dogs they are versatile they are comfortable they make you look great there's you could do anything with these. The uh, they're like I said, the versatility for me is what stands out. They are super comfortable. Um, so make sure you go to Bird Dogs and order a pair. Go to BirdDogs.com, Lockdown MLB, and enter promo code Lockdown MLB, and you will get a free Getty style tumbler. Uh, I'm still going to see if Jeffy is going to use that throughout the summer now that school's almost over him. Uh, BirdDogs.com, Lockdown MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you, unless you got to wash them. In that case, you're going to want to watch them off. But uh, funny names, excellent comfort. And uh, don't forget to check out tomorrow's game on SiriusXM. Uh, just type Guardians in Sirius, and they will do all the work for you. So yeah. should we? So one of the good stories of late has been Will Brennan. And one can't help but feel like, I listen, I thought about tonight. Like, how has Brennan hit since? And I'm going to put the stats up here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. This is including the bird game. This is the, the bird game itself since then. As you can see, Will Brennan's got a 200 uh, runs created plus since then. You can see Josh Naylor, Andres Jimenez, even Qua or Gabby Arias, all over 100. You know, those are the big four guys that drive this team over the past few weeks. But yeah, then it goes Quan, then Zanino, then Straw, Bell, and there's Jose. The only person hitting worse than Jose is Ahmed. Should we start with the positive? Uh, do we want to end on the positive of just how nice Will Brennan's looked and like how much more confident you have to feel and Josh Naylor hitting lefties today, giving him some credit for that. Uh, yeah, he smoked that double off. I mean, he, he had a couple hits that got off lefties last week too. Like I, I don't, again, it's small sample size, but I also, I don't know. I, I think we got to at least keep watching. I mean, Naylor, Naylor is going to keep getting a bats versus lefties because of how he's performing and that's fine. He's hitting them. Right so. now you got nothing to lose with it. So, right. What, what's your backup option? Cause Gabby Arias, we're talking about negative. Well, he should. Well, should he though? Okay, here the numbers against lefties are bad. Okay, so James Paxton absolutely owned him in that game. He threw nothing but fastballs, and Gabby Arias looked like he was swinging a noodle up there. It was bad. And I I went back to look at the minors to see numbers wise, and yes, platoon split wise, 
he always fared better against righties than lefties in the minors. So this is a thing for him. There are certain stats we always tell you, like, you know, they're not going to translate to the majors. Maybe they will, or they're easier to translate. And anything below double A is garbage, obviously. But if you look, and, and, and Arias, for Arias' credit, he did skip double A. That's that's wild. In triple A, all his time in triple A, whether it was, uh, well, the last three years, 2021, 2022, and he hasn't been down this year. So the two years in triple A, not good against left. The, can I it's tell you thing. what his, I think his numbers are this year? So they're against righties, he's got a oh. 149 weighted runs created plus. So against righties, he's nearly 50% better than the league average. Against lefties, 12. And this is a big concern for me because we know from Miles Straw a year ago that it does not seem like Tito knows when a guy has a reverse platoon split. Like he played guys or Owen Miller who had reverse platoon splits. Like those guys kept getting played and getting moved up in the lineup just because they were righties. And Arias had second, like, apparently you have to shortstop second. That's all yeah. the time. It's it's a law. Gabby, you're right. He maybe shouldn't play. You know, this should be maybe a strict platoon. It should be a strict platoon with Gabby and Ahmed. And that would probably be actually really productive. Call me crazy, but I think we're kind of that point where you look at it and you're like, oh, maybe this should be like Ahmed versus lefties, Gabby versus righties. Am I insane? And then you bring in Arias as a defensive replacement in the game for Rosario. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know people were getting all up in arms tonight about, oh, Rosario's not playing. Rosario's not playing. He was only out with a knee injury. He's going to be back playing on Wednesday night. So, you know, yeah, against lefties, Arias is not great. Rosario has been good, although I don't think it's been good this year. He's still got a, a split. He's closer to average, but yeah, n- neither is. But yeah, he he was, I think, in the 80s with that one. With, <laughs> well, the right- good news is there are more righties than lefties, so that gives Arias more Yeah, bats. it's like, I think it's 80% of the innings thrown in baseball are by a right-handed pitcher. And against righties, you know, with like anyway, with Rosario on the bench against righties. nine with Gabby. Yeah, and if, if Rosario on the bench, too, it gives you an option to either pinch hit against lefties or to pinch run that and there's value in that that's what i'm saying yeah. they don't have to tank rosario's value in the offseason let's be honest i think we said this before that's what's happening here is they are playing rosario because they do not want to take right. rosario's a 123 this year against lefties i was wrong he's still killing lefties well, there you go 39 right. versus right ace so you got yeah there's your problem right there hey it's a, play, play rosario against lefties if the you end, combine end. those two a 123 and a 149 guess what that's the guardian's best hitter this year like if you there make you them go. a two-headed monster that is the guardian's best hitter what was that year where I think it was, was it Geyer or Rayburn and, and, and oh, it was Rayburn, Rayburn and, and, they co- and they combined to like, be like one of the best hitters in baseball. If you against yeah, well, or if you're older, like me thinking back finally to Ben Broussard and Eduardo Perez. Yes. They, they were played. one. They and were then one they traded players. one for two and the other for Asdrubal. That was great. They traded, yeah. The platoon was so good. Seattle acquired both parts and Cleveland made that out was, like bandits. That, that was, was one of the trade for Seattle. highlights <laughs> of Mark Shapiro era. Right um, there. I'm not surprised about Will Brennan, though. And the great news for him is because Will Brennan in the minors has also had platoon split issues. He has not been super good against lefties in the minors. Not as bad as, as other guys. Like, it's not extreme, but it's still enough to say, okay, he may he may struggle against lefties. And Bo Naylor has this this problem, too. But he had a great night tonight or against Boston. He's been hitting the crap out of the ball lately. I'm super glad to see that. Now, the statue did show, did say, like, he's only walking 2% and he's got a 400 BABIP. So some of those things are a little unsustainable. I don't think he's going to have a 207 WRC plus not? The rest of the year. He, he, can't, he can't be Mike Trout. He's been, he's been he's worth be half a win. Mike Trout. He's been worth half a win the last yeah. 10 days. That's wild. But uh, no, I'm not surprised. Seeing this is the kind of hitter he was in the minors. Now, not 207 weighted runs created plus good because only Aaron Judge has been that good. Yeah, even Mike Trout's been that good. So I, but I still think he's coming around. I'm excited for him. Jimenez looks better. Naylor, you know, is starting to see the results turn like we said he would. 
even Josh Bell tonight had that double in the first thing off Paxton. And then in the, uh, the rally in the eighth inning, he didn't hit a ball super hard, but he lifted it in the air. He didn't hit a ground ball and he popped into the outfield and that helped him out too. So like some of these guys are starting to come around. Okay. Jimenez didn't have a, only had a walk tonight. Some of these guys are starting to come around. Like, so Fangraphs roster resource page is useful, but it's not perfect, but they have like their seven day power rankings. And I have no idea exactly what those mean, but Naylor being third in baseball, Jimenez 17 and Brendan 31st. And those three guys are playing well. Uh, Gabby Arias is 105. That's you. You have some parts and pieces that are positive. Jose, uh, I mean, is he having like flashbacks? Is he remembering this is about when he broke his hand, his thumb a year ago? I, I, I'm one of those things I think is the absolutely most infuriating bit about that is that, hey, I broke my thumb. I'm going to play through it and I'm going to hit in the home run derby. Like, Let's just put extra pressure on that. Yeah, uh, well, they made him hit right-handed if he was going to do it for whatever reason. They got because that was. But that should have been a, just a no. <laughs> that should have been a no. That should have been like. Yeah. But I'm just worried that he is. He developed bad habits or gotten bad rhythm. He is nowhere near the guy he was a year ago. The chase rate, everything else, could just be better reports on him too. Teams know to spin and throw everything as a spin. But I mean. Right now, he's not a top five third baseman in the American League. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's not what you want. It's it's a struggle. Okay, so I I don't know what you do with him. Again, this team isn't going anywhere until Jose Maris starts playing like an MVP. That's that's what they need from him with the offense they have. So this team, I mean, they right will now, go they will go as far as Jose will take them. And, and that's not to say this is all on him, but they will go as far as he will take them. I mean, this is one of the worst stretches of his career as he's approaching age thirty one. I mean, this week alone, okay, since that since that walk-off hit against the Cardinals, he has a 35 WRC+. plus. His OPS is 509. He's striking out 12% of the time, which is still good, but 31% or 30, 34, okay, it's a 30% infield fly ball rate. A lot of yeah. pop-ups, and he's had that issue in his career. Remember, that was the 2018-2019 struggle for him. At the end of 18, beginning of 19, he was hitting a ton of balls in the air yeah. on the infield. So he just is really kind of messed and, up there. I mean, he had a 102 runs created plus heading into the game. He might fall below 100. He might turn into a below league average bat for the year. That even when he hurt his thumb, he didn't do that. Now he was about average all of last year. So now we're talking about a guy who has been average for a year. Now there was a broken thumb in there, but now we have a year of average and he's recovered from surgery. Right. And it's, it what is, is going he on? Is, he is officially at 100 right now. Yeah. The the average offensive line this year and right now in baseball is 260, 330, 430. And that's where Jose is right now, but guess what? He is still your best player position player wise at 1.2 wins above replacement. Nobody else is that good. All right. Cause he's still Where's- a solid defender. So he's bringing some value there. Uh, we're looking for fun things to talk about. Hopefully we'll have some more and this team will come back and get a win tomorrow with their ACE on the mound. Tanner. I don't know his middle name. Bybee. Thank you all for listening, rating and reviewing, downloading. It helps make sure you download daily and go, go guardians. Go.